0: Hello and welcome to another episode of TOTS. I'm your host, Ben Gardner. Today on the show, we have one of my friends, Brooke Barini. She is a race car driver. Brooke, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So I don't think I've ever had a race car driver or a racer of any kind on the show. Uh, Start off by telling me a little bit about yourself, how you got into racing and uh, what you've been doing.
1: For sure. Um, I've always loved cars. Uh, really been modding and playing with cars since I was young, even before I had my license, um, joined the army, met a lot of people who, you know, had awesome cars and it really motivated me. Um, uh, my job in the army, I was a diesel mechanic. So I kind of started doing things with, uh, you know, motors and then looking at performance and kind of getting interested in it. Uh, when I got out of the army, I bought my dream car, my GTR, which you have sat in and driven in before. so. Uh, glad to be able to share it now that we've come so far along this journey of just, you know, going from buying my dream car to now racing my dream car with my dream team. So that's uh, kind of where we're at now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, what you're referencing, me being able to ride in it was incredible. Uh, I think it's probably the fastest car easily that uh, I'd ever been in uh, in DC. And it was just, it was an incredible ride. Uh, It was shooting flames out the back, which was like, super cool. I know nothing about cars. I I probably should, but um, that experience was so cool and then I remember you telling me uh recently within the past few months that uh shortly after that you guys had converted it so it was no longer uh you know able to drive anywhere on the street. It was strictly a race car, which was super cool because I was like, oh yeah, I was in I was in that race car. So that was awesome. It's
1: definitely been a journey. Uh you know, I had put like 100,000 miles on the car when I bought it. I drove it all across the country and it was so much fun to, you know, kind of introduce people to a car that was my dream and be able to get them to, you know, sit in it, go for a ride, stuff like that. And even though we don't drive it on the street anymore, uh, at the track, all the little girls who come with their families, they're just like so excited to get close and up and personal with this bright pink car. And, it's really been rewarding. You know, the racing is great, but like the little kids that love it it makes it even better.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I felt like a little kid when I was in it. I was really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so tell me about what you've been doing, because as you've kind of alluded to, you started out as having this dream of, of being a racer and being able to mod cars and things like that. And now you're there, you're, you're doing exactly that you're racing really consistently. So What has that journey been like? How long did that take you? And and what were those steps along the way or those moments that got you to be where you are now?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, getting out of the army, I had my Evo before, like I said, always been into cars and that was my dream, right? So when I actually came to Catholic University, where we both uh, went to school, uh, I shortly after enrolling found my dream car uh, down in North Carolina. And I traded my Evo in and bought the GTR. And the journey has been through the past three years. I bought it in August 2017. Uh, And like I said, I wanted to do everything with it. I didn't want to buy my dream car and just have it sit, right? So we, like I said, 100,000 miles, drove around the country, fell upon drag racing, and I was hooked. So I started doing drag racing uh, for about a year by myself. Um, I had a tuner who would use his laptop and remote in and change everything about the car and then I would race it. Wow. Um and he he uh introduced me to AMF who's now my uh sponsor and, and built the car, an awesome team. Uh and after talking and, you know, realizing that we're, we we kind of have the same goals and you know, we wanna go down this path together because we really like each other, uh for the past two years, we have been just crushing, you know, world records, uh, going super fast. It's been so much fun, all while doing kind of the impossible or you know, improbable with uh, limited turbos. Uh, so we started with a stock turbo, um, OEM from the factory, Nissan Nismo turbo, and we brutally crushed the record on that. And now we just upgraded this year to a stock cover turbo. So it's essentially a turbo that comes from the factory, but the internals are upgraded. So now we're going to try to crush that record as well. And it's been an awesome, awesome journey. All the people I've met along the way have really changed my life. So I couldn't be more thankful for them.
0: That's amazing. And, you know, we've had a couple other people on the show who have gone from like, hey, I have the dream to do something. And along the way, they meet these people that, help them to achieve that dream. And and everybody's lifting each other up and supporting each other. And I love those stories because I think it proves to a lot of people that maybe my dream isn't so outlandish. Maybe I can actually start to work on these things and, and find the right people in my life. But I mean, what a crazy start. So you would be getting ready to race and he, you said he would remote into your car. So is that through like like Wi-Fi, he was just like somewhere else and like changing stuff about how the car is going to perform. How does that work?
1: Yeah. So I would use my personal hotspot on my cell phone and I would go into my laptop and it's kind of like team viewer. I don't know if you ever worked with that, but you know, in college and stuff, we use it all the time. So he would just team view in and he would plug in because I would plug the computer into my car and he would make his adjustments and then send me off. And that's how we got started. And some days now, like a the same thing that I do now, you know, if the team can't be there in person to plug in the, to the car, uh, I'll just call the tuner and have them plug in. And it's, it's pretty cool, uh, to be able to do like these kinds of things from your phone. Uh, it's kind of a wild concept.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, it feels very futuristic being able to like, Hey, I'm at the race. Why don't you hop on team Viewer and change some stuff around for my race? And then you race and then it's, that's it. That's super cool. Um, and obviously you, as you mentioned, have been smashing world records. I remember we were talking, uh, probably a month ago, month and a half ago, and you sent me a video of you beating some crazy records. So tell me a little bit about some of these records or, or maybe a couple of them and how are you able to beat these things that people have put up there and, and have been longstanding records that you're just blowing out of the water?
1: So it's interesting because the platform is a little older now. Um, so the GTR came out officially in 2008 and my car is 2009. Um, but companies like AMS who I race with now, they dove right into the market. As soon as the GTR is like hit the showroom floor, like they were on it and they have been known for just building amazing beasts of cars. So our point that we wanted to prove was that over all of these years of all of this testing and all the research and development, we could take what we built and put an OEM turbo on it and go faster than anyone else because we're limited by the turbo. Everyone is in in that micro record. Uh, But we built a machine that was capable of going beyond that. So it's just been really cool to take things that, You know, people thought were impossible, and absolutely just knock it out of the park. And to give you kind of a like a visual or a better understanding, the record before I believe it was uh, nine one in the quarter mile, and we got all the way down to an eight seven, which might sound not not very much of a difference, just because it's in seconds. But when you're talking about power and you know the time that it took to move that far down and be that fast it was awesome it was just such a cool experience
0: yeah it was incredible and and being able to like watch it like when you sent me that video and i was watching it i didn't fully understand what record was being broken or or anything like that but Mm -hmm. just the the power of that car and how fast you were going is i feel like all people need sometimes and and certainly in that situation and i was just like blown away because I've never seen a car go that fast by, you know, somebody that I know. And and I think that's the cool thing, too, is that when I first met you, we were in a finance class together with uh, Professor Ensler, who's also been on the show. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, this cool chick that like we can hang out with and whatever. And then you're like, oh, yeah, like, what do you guys do? And we're like talking about our, you know, boring, like, lazy marketing crap. And you're like, yeah, like, I'm a race car driver, you know, just kind of like do that occasionally. And we were just like blown away because I feel like that title and that occupation is not something that you would associate with just like someone that you randomly meet. Um, And you've also been breaking stereotypes in terms of female racers. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: So I I feel as though there is a weird stereotype that people think that, you know, a lot of girls don't race. Um, But I would love to tell you that that is not the case. I have met some incredible female racers. And I'll tell you, they are the hardest to race against because they are on the ball. Like, they are just so smart. They know exactly what's going on. And their reaction time is so much faster than men's reaction time. Really? So I am very happy to tell you that, like, women in the motorsports industry are absolutely killing it right now.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool to hear. And I love to uh, I will link pictures and things like that in your website in the show notes. So, guys, please check her out and her car especially. But it is hot pink and it is the coolest looking car ever. <laughs> and it's just it's great to see it fly down that track, uh, which I mean, it's it's just incredible. Walk me through some of the the sponsorship stuff. So how did you go from just saying like this is a goal of mine and I'm going to put a lot of you know time, effort and money into this? I've got somebody remoting in to do my, you know, tuning. And now you have a team, you have a sponsor and they help you build and take apart and redo everything. So how did that come about and and how huge was that for you?
1: Um, It's been a blessing, right? So I told you that I had my tuner uh, when I first started, he would remote into the car. Well, he's actually the director of engineering at a company called Nostrum high performance and Nostrum energy. So, he kind of came up with the idea of, Hey, uh, I'm working with you. I like who you are as a person. You know, we mesh really well. I think that it would be beneficial for both of us if we work together on a company level. Um, so I partnered with Nostrum and after partnering with Nostrum, he introduced me to AMS. Um, the, it's really just been so crazy just meeting these people, right? You never know, who you're going to meet and what they're, you know, what you are going to be able to bring the table to them and vice versa. And the friendships that I've made through these sponsorships are more valuable than the product itself. I, I have to say, you know, uh, working alongside a team that will go above and beyond just to make sure that, you know, you can win a race or make it down the racetrack. There's just no better feeling. Um, but we do have multiple sponsors. So we have uh, Nostrum is still with us. We have AMS. So they build, uh, you know, engine uh, as far as anything turbo wise, uh, research and development. We're doing a couple of new things with the car that we're going to be able to introduce to the market later. Um, Prime Cut is a company that will uh, buy salvage uh, vehicles, exotic vehicles, and take them apart and sell the parts that people need. Um, we also have m and uh, Racemaster tires. They provide our drag flicks and our uh, drag radials. Uh, we have race RaceQuip right there. (laughs) They provide our uh, safety equipment. uh, And we have Mother's Polish, uh, very well known, you know, you go to to any store to buy something to wipe your car down and uh, Mother's is there. Um, And like I said, you know, I really try to only partner with the people that I believe in and the companies that I feel like I as an individual, you know, uh, match closely with their company culture. Um, and I have been beyond blessed to work with these awesome, awesome companies and teams and individuals.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And And again, you know, we were talking about it earlier, but having the right people in your corner, having the right support system is everything when you're chasing a dream like this. And so for you to have found those people is is honestly amazing. Um, so we've talked about a lot of the good stuff, breaking records, a great team, a really good machine. Tell me about some of the bad stuff. What have been your hardest days to get through in, you know, this, uh, I don't even wanna call it a hobby. It's it's really a dedication and a, and a devotion that you have to racing. So what are some of the hard days? What do those look like? And then what have been some of the hardest moments through this process?
1: And, you know, you're right. You know, it's a, it's a passion and it's a dedication and it's a hobby, but it's also my business. Um, this is something that I do, uh, you know, fully commit to, um, you know, I have my brand, uh, and we're working together, you know, these companies aren't just here to help me because, you know, I'm, I'm fun to be around. These are real companies that are selling real products to, you know, feed families. Um, but rolling back around to your question, some of the struggles, uh, I have two that I can think of. Uh, one was in March of last year, COVID hit, obviously and uh i i unfortunately lost my job as well but instead of you know sitting there and sulking and you being like poor me and you know how i need to find another job blah 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 i was able to look for another job but not have to worry about not being able to race because my sponsors and my teammates had my back so we were actually able to race in three events uh through that tough time where covid was really you know impacting everyone and i I can't say how happy I am that I had those people supporting me. Um, and I got to say the hardest time that I've been through with racing, uh, when we first started to build the car, this was back in December of 2019. Uh, one of the best people I know and a teammate, uh, at AMS, uh, he, you know, would pick me up from the airport. I would come in and I would wrench on the car with the team we would be there all night long at the shop uh working on the car, you know, installing a roll cage, we, you know, cut up the dash, like, we did everything to that car together after hours. I mean, this man was a legend, you know, not getting paid just to stay and, you know, help me, like really taking the time out of his life to help me accomplish a goal. Uh and unfortunately, October of last year, uh he passed in a super Tragic random uh, incident. And he had a brain aneurysm and uh, he passed. But uh, it, that was extremely hard losing someone who put their own life and dedication and passion, and it was all in in your car. So I really struggled with that, and I almost canceled a race because of it because I wanted to, you know, make sure I was there for the memorial service and. You know, I I was talking to my teammates and it was just like, you know what? Like Dan wanted this just as bad as we did. You know, he put so much time into it. Why would we not go and race in his honor uh, and, and make him proud? And the two things he wanted, he wanted us to absolutely bury the stock turbo record. And we did that. And he wanted us to absolutely bury the stock cover turbo record and I guarantee you we're gonna do that and all for him.
0: Wow. I mean thank you for sharing that. That's that's an incredible story. And I think too what's really great about what you do is you're able to dedicate some of these victories to his memory. His blood, sweat, and tears are part of the car that you race and each of those victories is also his victory, even though he's not with us anymore. So I mean seems like what an incredible guy. And, and absolutely, I think you're honoring his memory and, uh, we're definitely going to cheer you on to breaking that second record. That's awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I have, uh, his name on the side of the car. So, you know, we always, always, always have him with us when we're racing. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, we, we keep coming back to the people and, and the people make the dream possible. And so, Who right now do you think is your biggest support system? Who is there for you the most and and helps you to get these things done? If you had to pick one person.
1: One person? uh, Obviously, my boyfriend. He is the most supportive. I mean, it way far surpasses anything else as far as emotional support, uh, financial support, you know, family support. You know, we have a whole house. We have our two little cats. Uh, You know, we're trying to do better. and. provide for our future families. And I'm out here racing race cars and there's some times that he just has to stay home uh, and work for us. So, you know, I I can't say enough about how incredible he's been, Um, you know, going through the good times, winning races and doing fun things together to the bad times of, you know, losing races or breaking the car. Uh, He's there for me through it all.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome and and you mentioned it too. It's great to have somebody that supports, you know, the the first part of what you want to do, which is like the actual physical like going and doing that thing, but then also on the back end being supportive emotionally, like you said through the good times and bad times. It's so crucial to have at least that one person there that's backing you up no matter what's going on, no matter what craziness is happening. So it's it's really like that 360 coverage you've got. It's like an insurance policy. And, and you know, I think everybody has uh, one of those people in their life. It, it might be a partner, it might be a brother, a parent, a mentor. But I think that realizing who that person is and and just being grateful to that person is a huge part, too, of, of paying it forward. You know, these people support you. And I certainly, through my ventures, have those people in my life. And, being able to pay it forward to those people that have dedicated so much to you is so fulfilling. I mean, it's, it's huge.
1: It is honestly, you know, he's out there and just, it's just, just, just as proud as I am of every accomplishment we've had. Uh, He works just as hard. I mean, he's like, he's my teammate. He's right next to me, you know, he's just the best.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So, we're talking about cars and we're talking not only about cars but we're talking about racing cars so what is the fastest you think you have ever gone in a car or or in your current car and have you ever had any issues when you're you're hitting these really fast speeds cuz it's you know the faster you go in a car typically the more dangerous it is
1: yeah um so the fastest i've ever gone in a car it was still a gtr Uh, I believe it's 196 miles an hour. Um, sketchy. I mean, it gets scary. And some of these guys out on the racetrack are going well over 200 miles an hour. Um, and it all really comes down to being prepared for that, uh, as far as tires and knowing what tire pressure you need, as far as safety equipment, it's super important to make sure that if anything goes wrong, uh, you're covered and you're good. it is exhilarating i always say you know racing and speed and driving like that's that is my expression of freedom uh and it's amazing um but yeah no it definitely gets a little scary when you're going that fast
0: yeah i can imagine that i mean that's not even a speed i think you know i've gone a little bit faster than that in an airplane so i think i beat your record there. <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah, you got me but that's there. i mean on a land vehicle to go almost 200 miles an hour is like, I I can't even fathom that is so when you're going at some of these high speeds, what is it like to be in that vehicle? Like, is the whole thing shaking? Like I, I I just don't have any frame of reference for going that fast on the ground.
1: So, uh, I would compare it. Most, to when you're about to land in an airplane. Uh, and you feel like you don't know if the wheels have hit yet and you're kind of swaying back and forth. That sensation is what you're feeling when you're going that fast. If you're not plastered into the back of the seat, because you probably are, but mix that with that landing and that moving side to side like this, like not knowing if you're really on the ground anymore. That is the best way that I can describe a speed that fast.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. I (laughs) remember when we were, uh, when we were in the car, um, just feeling like, I don't even think we were going like that fast, but just feeling like that pressure and being like pushed back in the chair and being like, Oh wow. Okay. This thing can move. Okay. Yep. it, It can go pretty fast. Even at lower speeds, I think when you're in a car like yours, it's just crazy to think about the fact that humans went from a place where, you know, the fastest car was like 20 miles an hour. And that was like a huge deal to now we have cars that, you know, consistently that most people drive that could easily hit speeds of, you know, over 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then you take that further and you say, well, yeah, plus if you modify a couple things, we could, you know, we can get it to go a little faster. I just think that that whole progression to me is is so interesting. And, and obviously there's so much history there. Is the history of cars, is that something that also got you into them? Or was it more about what you could do with them in the future?
1: So, and you know, I, I got to go, come back to this. Uh, so when you were in it, it is now three times faster than when you were in it. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. So it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but as far as, you know, the, the evolution of, of cars, um, and the speed, you know, we're always pushing for faster and better and greater. And I love that because always bettering. Like you're always trying to do the next great thing and there's never you're never stagnant. You're never just sitting there and being like, "Yep, this is fast. My car goes, and that's it. Like I'm done." Um, working with AMS, they have just moved into the uh the Lambo and the R8 platform. And now they're pushing to do the same kind of thing they did with the GTR to make them as fast as possible. And they already have a Lamborghini well deep into the 7s. Uh, and just to give you, you know, a concept of that, that's an entire second faster than my car right now, uh, which is astronomical. I mean, it makes almost a thousand more horsepower than my car. Um, and they just started this a couple of years ago. So the, the evolution of cars is just fantastic and it's exciting. And I'm so glad that I get to be, you know, a part of it.
0: I bet. So for you, you love the GTR platform, and and that's what you focus on. That's what you drive, mod, take apart, put back together, all the good stuff. Are you? Do you have any plans in the future to move to any other platform or model, or do you think that you're going to try and stay within what you're in now and just try and be the best that you can be?
1: So two parts of that. One, I don't think I could ever, ever get rid of the GTR. Uh, I love that thing. It was my dream car. I worked very hard for it. And now as a team, we've worked very hard to get it to be pushing these records. Um, so I definitely will keep her around for the rest of my existence, but, uh, moving forward, I would really love to get into, you know, the, uh, Lamborghini or R8 market. Um, I love what AMS is doing. I love you know everything they stand for, and I love being a part of the team. And I don't see a better way to, you know, contribute to that than you know having a car to do research and development on, like we've been doing. Uh, and I think that's pretty much going to be my next purchase. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. All right. Well, this has been awesome. I just have three more questions for you to close out the interview. The first right. one being. If you were a drink, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, what would you be and why?
1: I would be a peach Bellini, uh, mostly because Bellini rhymes with my last name, uh, but also because it's very cute and pink and tasty.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and it, it matches the car, so that's that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, my second question for you would be, if you were on your deathbed now, and, you know, something went wrong and and you're going to die. Sorry. What would your regrets be if you have any?
1: That is a really tough question.
0: Um, I know, it's not fair.
1: Probably that I'm in my last semester of my bachelor's degree and I didn't finish it after all these years. Um, no, that's a silly one. Oh, no. But honestly, I I can't think of anything that I would really regret, you know, when I Got out of the army, I was like, you know what, I have been held back, you know, going places wise. Like I couldn't leave base and go too far or whatever. And when I got out, I was like, I'm going to travel, and I did. I've done all these awesome things, and I'm really proud of where we've come, and I'm going to continue to do so. But yeah, I I just don't don't think I would have any regrets right now.
0: All right, that's pretty awesome. Good to good to live uh, without regrets and and to have that freedom. So that's awesome. And then, my final question for you is, do you think you're a good person? Why or why not?
1: Um, I do think that I am a good person. Uh, I feel like I'm true to myself and true to the people who you know love me and support me and respect me. Um, and I think that just being a good person is all that I really stand for, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I I try to be a good person when I go out racing. I try to be a good person uh, you know, talking to the kids that are going to further the, you know, the the sport itself. Um, and I mean, in everyday life, you know, just being a good person and making everyone around you, you know, as happy as they can be. I think think that's awesome. I think that's what I am, but thank you.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's great. All right. Well, that is going to do it, Brooke. Thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed talking to you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Thank you all for listening as well. If you want to hear more episodes, you can find us at totspodcast.com. We are also on every single music podcast and streaming service. But our big three are Spotify, Apple podcasts and Google podcasts. Really appreciate the support from you guys, because just like Brooke's doing with her dream, you guys allow me to do my dream, which is talking to really cool people like Brooke every single week. Uh, And we do post every single week at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays. So definitely make sure you hit that follow button, the subscribe button. We're on YouTube. We have social media. If you want to follow us there, it's at Totscast. We have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I don't know. If a new one comes out, we'll grab it. We're on everything. Thank you guys so much for listening. Brooke, if they want to support you or see what you do, where can they find you easiest?
1: um at brookeberini so b-r-o-o-k-e-b-e-r-i-n-i uh on every social media platform it's the same so that's where you can find us
0: awesome guys make sure that you check out her stuff and follow her journey as she goes to beat and crush and bury another world record thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next week